time for Larry No Sparks. My guest tonight, he is Buffalo AF Atomic Andy Fish. And from Middle Earth, he's got the hairiest toes of any Buffalo Bills fan, Bill Bo Baggins. And I'm your host, Larry September 16th, 2021. This is episode 100 of Larry Knows Sports, the centennial mark. I'm so happy to share it with both of you. Um, so, Andy, you where where in New York are you from? Uh, I'm from Hamburg, New York, which is a suburb just south of the city of Buffalo. Mm. Uh, and it is right next door to Orchard Park, home of the newly named Highmark Stadium where the Buffalo Bills play. Didn't it used to be named after some guy? Uh, so it was Rich Stadium uh, for a really long time, as long as I can remember it, uh, back when I was a kid, after Rich Food Products, and I don't know if that's a company anymore. Mm. Uh, then it went through a couple other names, and then it was named after the late Ralph C. Wilson Jr., who was mm-hmm. the owner of the Bills, uh, for its entire existence up until the Pagulas a few years ago. Until wait, 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 so it was Ralph uh, Ralph Woods, Ralph Wilson Jr. Ralph Wilson Jr. and and colloquially known as the Ralph, the Ralph, the yeah, Ralph. Um, and so he sold the team to the Pagulas. Uh, he, I believe, if I remember correctly, he was the owner up until his death and his family sold it to the Pagulas. Uh, and they were like, no more Ralph. Uh, we're going to call this the, the orchard park, the orchard park. So, uh, the, the thing is, uh, the Buffalo bills have an indoor practice space right next door to the stadium. Uh, and since that was built, that has always been the Ralph C. Wilson jr. Field house. So okay. there were, he already has a thing named after him. Uh, and New Era, uh, the hat company, mm-hmm. which is based out of Buffalo, New York. I'm uh, wearing for, a New Era right now, and it's based out of Buffalo? Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, that's that's where it started. That's still the, um, what's the term? Headquarters? Head, headquarters, I guess. Um, they It was New Era Stadium for two or three years, I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, up until uh, this this season. A couple couple months ago, and it's a Highmark Stadium. Highmark Stadium is Highmark named after anything? I think Highmark is like a insurance company or like a medical thing. I yeah, honestly don't know. Okay, well, you know who says Buffalo is a post-industrial 
dying city because they've got New Era, they've got Highmark, and they've got Ralph Wilson, who's the Wilson family, family and the Pagulas. Sounds like Buffalo's thriving to me. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and Bilbo, you're not from Buffalo. You're from, where are you from? I am from Wilsonshire. Well, I am from Wilsonshire, named after our god, Ralph Wilson, who didn't die. He merely left your earth on a big ship, and he sailed to our realm and founded Wilsonshire. Holy moly. I, that, so, what, Andy, when, from your, what you thought, Ralph Wilson died. When did we think Ralph Wilson left this realm? I want to say eight years ago or so. Okay, eight years ago <laughs> or so. So Wilson Shire is about eight years old? Uh, time moves differently in our <laughs> realm. That was 6,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured a different way. It's like dog years or something. Um, yes. So Ralph Wilson formed a Shire? Yes, he formed a shire, and every 50 years, we would all gather together and watch a Buffalo Bills game on his smartphone. <laughs> gather around, hobbits, and look at the smartphone. That is, that is, that is magical. Uh, what a nice guy, a philanthropist, even in his second life. Oh, yes. He is the reason for our society. He brought us mini gifts like team merch and eight dollar <laughs> beers. <laughs> Very, and I know hobbits love beers. Oh yes, we have second beer fist in Wilsonshire. <laughs> Not a disease. It is a. It is a asset. Second beer fist. <laughs> Very nice. And you'd watch on his smartphone. What? I, I imagine service is good in Wilsonshire. Um, service is okay, but the games are so far apart. It doesn't matter if a game takes a year <laughs> or two to happen. It takes 50 years to watch after every yes. freeze. We just roll right into one game after another every 50 years on the smartphone. Wow. Uh, that's, that's wonderful. And, um, so let's talk about this year's bills. Um, did, uh, Before we move on, yeah. can I just ask Bilbo something? Uh, Bilbo, are you familiar with this gentleman? Oh, no. Oh, you're talking about that blasted Orukai from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Does he not sort of look like What? I'm not saying what? Ralph Wilson was an orc. I'm just saying they bear a resemblance. You're saying that after that horrible accident where we thought he died falling in that acid, he became a Pittsburgh Orukai? I, I don't. I don't know for certain. I'm just throwing it out there. It might be a possibility. Hopefully, I'm not shattering your worldview. But yeah, this season, what's up? Well, I mean, this is very... It's possible the Pittsburgh orc uh, stole the essence of Ralph Wilson. Because they do look very similar. This is... You know, okay. and maybe maybe there's some duplicity going on. Like, 
you know, how Saruman was, used to be a mage, used to be a wizard, uh, a white mage, whatever you call it. And, uh, you know, Gandalf found what his true intentions were, but it was unknown for quite a while. Similarly to Ralph Wilson, maybe he is trying to, well, what is it that the Pittsburgh orcs do? <laughs> What is the if the Pittsburgh orcs do? They sack our villages. <laughs> they got they did a lot of sacking uh, this past weekend, which for you, I guess, was fifty years ago. Yes, fifty years of unrelenting sacking. I'm so sorry because this was supposed to be. This is the year. This season, as we we're getting to, is the Bills team has Super Bowl aspirations. Yeah, unlike other years, this year we want to go to the Super Bowl. Yes, this year we seek the one ring. The one ring. Yes, and we'll find out in 850 years if it will be so. Wow. I I am rooting for you. 850 years. It's quite a quest for that ring. Mm. It's kind of the opposite of Lord of the Rings, if you think about it. Because Lord of the Rings, they're trying to get rid of the ring. And you guys are trying to get the ring. Oh, yes. How fortunate to be in a position to want to get rid of a ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not that's uh, the Pittsburghs. They've um, they've they've acquired a few rings, but Buffalo never no rings mm-hmm. to speak of. Yes. Sometimes these damn Pittsburgh or Ukai, they'll come and they'll pluck a single stone off their shiny rings and they'll make us eat it. <laughs> what jerks. I agree. I would not eat a... Why? Is it not enough to sack a village? You would think so, but for some reason they need to add insult to injury. God. Yeah. It uh, it makes sense. I mean, Roethlisberger, not a cool guy. Mm. Roethlisberger. <laughs> yes, Roethlisberger. Okay. So, post-sacking, next week... You guys go to Miami, or um, right. which is a, a land by the sea, mm-hmm. but uh, in the same conference as Wilsonshire. And uh, would you, Andy? Would you say this is a must-win game? Uh, I think so. Uh, not necessarily for uh, the end result of the season, but more so because of the hype that has been built around this team. Uh, and there's one more game of this season than there have been in the past few. Uh, mm-hmm. And we lost the first one and immediately everyone was like, it's a fluke. They're never going to do anything again. They're never yeah. winning another game. Like, I feel like we need to like win it just to like get, be able to be calm down a minute. Yeah. For both fans of Buffalo and sackers of Buffalo, everybody yeah. needs to calm down just a bit. Yes, calm down. We can't pee out any more of your damn stones. (laughs) Damn. So they feed you the stones, and the only way to discharge of them is is through your pee hole? As far as we know. (laughs) It's the only way they seem to ever come out. Yeah, it's really unfortunate that Middle Earth hasn't had any, like, hasn't had their own industrial revolution, and they're still stuck in a time where the only science known for discharging uh bad bodies is through pee hole 
Oh, yes. If only there were a factory that made devices to pull stones out of our pee holes. But no, we have to do it manually. <laughs> oh, well, it's very it's it's nice that you're all so loving of each other and willing to talk about this with other hobbits and help each other out when you got to pull stones out of their pee holes. Oh, yes, it's. It's all we have, really, <laughs> until we achieve a ring of our own and force it down those damn Orukai's throat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, against the <clears throat> Dolphins. So, so this year, it's, it's year four um, under contract for uh, Josh Allen before his big salary increase happens. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very good last year. He, he led the offense to some great heights, and the defense wasn't so good. But uh, from what I understand, this past week, this past fifty-year weekends, the the Bills' defense was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, like not good enough mm-hmm. in that game. But um, <clears throat> I think the only thing that they didn't get—I don't know if we had an interception. Uh, I don't think we did, uh, but everything looked really good. Everybody who you would want to be making bigger plays at the very least making tackles and stopping people short of, you know, <clears throat> getting a first down, like everybody was like, you know, pretty much on it. I think the biggest issue was that uh, we were a little too on it and there was a lot of pass interference calls. Uh, yes. This damn Everyone referee. was so eager to stop that feeble old wizard Roethlisberger and his failing magics. Just too excited <laughs> to take the ball away from that old cowardly man. Yeah, sometimes you need a little bit of uh, just patience, as 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 the great wizard Axel Rose once said. <laughs> Ah, yes. I re- it was a fond decade when we listened to one of those songs on the <laughs> smartphone. Which song? Um, which song? Yeah, which which Axl Rose song did you listen to? It, oh, it was definitely one with a lot of notes. <laughs> oh, sounds like Paradise City. <laughs> Yes, it must have been that. I certainly felt like I was in paradise, but I was just in Wilsonshire. Paradise Shire. Paradise Shire. Indeed. Take me down to the Paradise Shire where Shire. the grass is green and the girls play on their lyres. Oh, they do. They'll play along with our Spotify account, getting one note every couple weeks. So there's only one. Let me get this straight. There's only one. Uh, there's one smartphone in all of Wilsonshire. Uh, you speak of the iPhone 7, yes. <laughs> well, the I- iPhone just had a, I don't know if you know about this. I don't know if you were able to see this on your iPhone, if you were able to look through the eye of the iPhone. And oh, it's, you know, oh, the sort of countdowns go a little slower for us, but isn't it? <laughs> But According yeah. to our clock, in three hours, Apple will be announcing something. So that's- <laughs> You know, about 50 years. Do you, do, uh, is it okay if I spoil it for you? Oh, please. Okay. Um, so what, what they ended up doing is they're releasing a new iPhone, the iPhone 13, and there are four different models. 
Jumping right from seven to 14, huh? 13. But maybe by the time it gets to you, it'll be 14. Probably so. Yeah. Well, hopefully Ralph can can procure one. I certainly hope so. I mean, that's why we froze him in that big block of ice. Only his head is out. What? It's, it's, he had a terrible fever, so we put him in a big block of ice to help preserve him. Uh, and now we wheel him around and we chisel out little cubes to put in our beer. <laughs> I bet it tastes delicious. It's like, it's probably taste. I bet Ralph Wilson mixed with ice cubes tastes like Buffalo Ranch sauce. Yes, it tastes like Buffalo Ranch sauce. In a little bit, it tastes like God. <laughs> okay, this is, this is interesting. Um, well, I guess I guess I'm answering my own question. Ralph, uh, he started your village. That's why he's considered a deity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when does he have any powers beyond that of man or hobbit? Um, I mean, it, he's mostly like a technological guy. He's a technological of, a genius. Sort of way. He's a what? A technical god in what? He's like almost like a steampunky technological guy. He's like <laughs> keeps augmenting himself with inventions. Right, like a Neil Stevenson uh, chronicle. Yes, exactly. Like a Neil Stevenson chronicle. And every time we try to read those, a single page takes three years <laughs> to look on our Kindle. Uh, because it's on a Kindle, so scrolling takes a long time. Indeed. Oh, wow. What a life. Um, it's it's a great thing you guys are patient. We have to be. Like Axl Rose said. Like Axl Rose said in the one song we listened to. <laughs> what a the, great decade that was. The one with the notes. Oh, uh, man. So, um, okay. So he augments himself with steampunk technology, yet he still has a fever. He hasn't found an augmentation for dealing with this fever. Well, a little bit. The fever is almost generated by the technology. He's got so many little pistons churning inside his body now that it just heats him up too hot. <laughs> and yeah, he lets out steam when he opens his mouth, I assume. Oh, yeah. That or when he gets really mad, it comes out of his ears. <laughs> when 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 the Buffalo Bills lose a game. Yeah, so Damn Orukai from Pittsburgh, Sakar <laughs> Village's steam comes pouring out of his ears. And he lifts up his little goggles, and he's so mad. <laughs> oh, man, his goggles, I'm sure. Uh, okay, so the dolphins, <laughs> great. Uh, anyway, Andy, what what are your expectations for this season? Because I know many people have predicted the Bills to be the uh, the champion, the the flag bearer of the AFC. Uh, I mean, I do think we'll get back to the AFC championship game. Mm. Um, I think this year is going to be a little different because uh, uh, how do I put this? I feel like teams are probably studying us more and in a different way than they had prior. Right. Uh, Having a big breakout season like that, you know, gets all these eyes on you. Uh, And so, I I mean, I think it was even evident in the 
Steeler game um, that like, you know, they're like looking for Josh Allen to run. They're expecting, uh, you know, Matt Milano to come over center. And like, it just like things that worked really, really well last year uh, and still are working. Like they worked in preseason. They worked for the most part in the Steelers game. Um, I feel like, people are noticing them a little more and they're paying attention to them. They're adapting to them more. And the same way you would do with any team, I think like a team has like a weapon and you plan around that. Like, what do we do to keep this under wraps? And we had Stefan Diggs who led the league in receiving yards last year. And we had Josh Allen, who was a, I think, unfortunately a runner up for MVP. I'm a little biased, but, Mm-hmm. Uh, like to, and, and then like defensively people, like we have, uh, like Jordan Poyer and, uh, what's his face? Uh, our safeties are great. And Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like we, we have all of these weapons and now they're being recognized as threats. So like teams are planning around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also feel they'll find an effective way to sort of repackage their weapons. That's what you do with a powerful weapon. Like when those Orukai, we kept our mouths closed so tight that they couldn't get stones down our throats. <laughs> so then they hit the stones in peanut butter. And we gobbled <laughs> them down. What a horrible year that oh. was, peeing out all those peanut butter-covered stones. <laughs> I bet the peanut butter makes it flow slower through the pee hole. Oh, yes, it's true. It's chunky peanut butter, <laughs> oh. too. Oof. 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 You need some augmentations. You need. You know what augmentation you need is a butthole. <laughs> oh, yes. Ralph Wilson gave himself a steam-powered butthole. <laughs> <laughs> He makes us shovel coal into one of his butt cheeks and then the pistons start whirling and he shoots shit out of a little hole in his block of ice. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it probably warms the whole village or the Shire, I should say. Mm, it warms it. It fertilizes our crops. He's our God. He sustains us. <laughs> he sustains you through his steam-powered butthole. Uh, we have we have another guest joining us now. He is uh, the co-host of the Ranting Ron Show. He is Jason. Don't call him lawyer, Malloy. Uh, as he gets onto the Zoom call, he's going to be in for a treat as he finds out about the <laughs> about the fans outside of Buffalo who are big mm. fans of the Buffalo Bills. But as we talk, okay, so, um, Josh Allen, uh, I, I think as you were saying about repackaging these weapons, you know, I, I myself didn't know he was like a running quarterback and had the, that he was a dual threat, but, uh, yeah, I guess these orcs from Pittsburgh, they just were able to kind of scout this and game plan for this. Yeah. And I mean, Pittsburgh has always been a like a defensively focused team, and uh, it, I wasn't surprised that they uh, that they were ready for that. I do think it was interesting that like 
we were throwing it so often and like the third or fourth quarter they were like okay well we're gonna run it now and and they had no answer for that for our running backs running uh, pittsburgh had no answer yeah uh there was one drive that i don't think ended in anything maybe a field goal uh and literally every single play went to devin singletary and he it was like a total of like 85 yards or something like that, like all on the ground mm. and just switching gears like that. Like they were ready to cover Josh if he was running, but they weren't ready for the running back who was just basically going straight up the middle. That very old school tactic of just running it straight up the middle, getting those gears and pistons churning. Well, he also like, you know, he, he is good at kind of like bouncing off and going around that kind of like, mm-hmm. Barry Sanders-esque. You know, speaking of Pistons, it's interesting you talk so much about the Pistons inside of Ralph Wilson Jr. He is from Detroit original. Oh. Um, Notice how those engines work. Interesting. He's going back to his roots. (laughs) Stealing technology from another bygone era. Yeah. Oh, it's about time we stole something after those damn Urukai <laughs> steal all our bread and vegetables. We have nothing but meat in our village because they stole all the bread and vegetables. That can't be good for your diet. That can't be good for the stream of waste coming out of you. Uh, you ever try to pee out barbecue ribs? It's not good. <laughs> barbecue ribs, huh? Is that what is that what you guys are eating? Oh, yeah, it's always, like, tailgate food. We'll get, like, barbecue (laughs) beans and bratwurst and loaded potato skins. How about buffalo wings, ever? Of course we'll have buffalo wings and signature buffalo ranch. (laughs) So what what is uh, the story behind buffalo wings? Where were they invented? Is Is it known, or is it just the subject of legend? Uh. They were created at a place called the Anchor Bar mm-hmm. uh, on Main Street in Buffalo. I've um, heard of this Main Street. It was, um, I don't really know the story about like the reasoning or like who, but like that's where they started. Um, it became a thing and other restaurants kind of picked up on it. Uh, generally, I don't think people, uh, they're the original ones, and it's mm-hmm. like if you go to Buffalo, it's a great place to visit, and they're good wings. But if you're looking for like the best wings in Buffalo, those are probably at Duffs. Dubs. Dubs. D U F F S. There's two of them in Buffalo: one in the city, one in the North Towns, uh, and those are really, they're great. It was you know is Duffs. Does this Duff's bar, does it predate Duff's beer from The Simpsons? You know, I don't know. There's no Simpsons or just Matt Groening uh, branding or memorabilia about those. So I, I, I'm i assuming they're not related. I'm mm-hmm. going to guess that Duff's was around longer than The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Just a guess, though. Oh, we love the Simpsons. <laughs> Homer had almost pulled into the garage when we had to turn off that episode because the next Bills game was on. Is that? Have you ever seen any episodes besides that one where he pulls into the garage? Well, every episode is pretty similar, except <laughs> the spiky-haired boy is writing different stuff. <laughs> so what's your favorite episode? 
Oh, um, I will not eat the gum off the bottom of my desk. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, I always, um, I always worry that Homer's going to get like radiation poisoning from that rod on the back of his shirt. Oh, yeah. It's always so close when he's juggling it around. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Hi, Jason. Okay. So, hey, how are you doing? So, yeah, I'm not, the video is not going to work. I, we use, uh, a different um, service for our podcast, uh, me and Ron do. So I'm just, Zoom doesn't really cooperate with my computer, unfortunately, but uh, I'll be here on audio. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, you Well, it literally does sound good. The audio quality is great. Thanks for joining awesome. us. Of course. Um, yeah, we're, we're talking about the bills, of course. And um, so a disappointing loss uh, in, in a year where you guys have some pretty high expectations. Are you worried at all? following the game against Pittsburgh? Um, per- Personally, no. I was a season ticket holder, so I was at the game, so I got all the good angles, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, yeah, I I don't know so much that I'm worried. Um, I do think that there's a couple of points of emphasis that maybe could be touched upon that I'm sure Coach McDermott is probably touching upon this week. Uh, one of them was the play calling, seemed quite pedestrian, kind of vanilla, uh, similar to the Green Bay preseason game, actually. And um, I, I expect that to be completely different this week. I do expect the Bills to win this week, and I'm not just saying that. It's the Dolphins. Um, Allen really, uh, well, Josh really owns the Dolphins. If you look at his stats against the Dolphins, they're quite impressive. Um, as far as being worried, I don't think so much. I think it might. I, I think at the end of the year we might look back at it as a positive, uh, maybe being humbled a bit. And obviously, it's a very humble locker room. You know, culture is preached there, but. Uh, you know, naturally guys can get in their head. Obviously they had a really good year last year, probably a better year than even probably some of these guys ever had in college. So to have success like that, and then come into the season, you know, you think obviously to some extent, you're probably going to coast somewhat, obviously every, any any given Sunday, you could take a loss. Obviously it is the NFL and these are the greatest athletes in the world, but personally, no, I'm not, I'm not worried. Now, if we were to lose this week in similar fashion and things look the same, I'd be a bit worried. Um, We're probably more for the coaching staff than anybody just because, if play calling didn't change and tactics didn't change, that'd be a concern. But no, for now, I'm not worried. Yeah, I mean, you said like if they if they lose this weekend, maybe it's time to worry. Uh, is it is it a must win game or is there still time to adjust even if this weekend doesn't go well? Uh, it's a, it's a must win game in the sense of for the season's sake. Like if you really want to get that first seed or have at least hopes or aspirations for the first seed and getting, you know, home playoffs through or uh, home games through the playoffs, um, having the home field advantage, you have to win this week. You can't go 0 and 2 in the conference and then think think you're going to be the Chiefs who are going to be 2 and 0 after this week when they beat the Ravens most likely. Oh, is Chiefs um, is Chiefs uh week 3? No, no, I just mean in, I mean in general oh, as far okay. as who, who you're going to be fighting for that first seed, it's going to be the Chiefs, it's going to be the Ravens, who knows, maybe the Browns. So you, you can't go 0-2 in the conference and, and think that you're going to be able to get that. Based on even solely record, having two losses to start the season, I'd, you're going to have to probably either run the table or lose one more because the Chiefs aren't losing more than three or four. So I think it's a must-win in that sense. For the locker room, no, I think they're, they're very resilient and they can bounce back quickly. So I think even if they were to lose this week, they'd still – you know, be well on their way to a playoff berth and probably the division title. But as far as for the first seed and like, if you really want to look at the Super Bowl and you want a chance the Super Bowl, like I think a lot of fans are expecting or hoping for this year, um, you're going to need to have that AFC championship game at home against the Chiefs because going to Arrowhead is just too tough to predict a win for them. So must win in the sense of the season and, and trying to get a Super Bowl. But 
not must win as far as the locker room, losing the locker room or anything like that. Um, so looking ahead to the schedule, um, are there, sorry, Andy, are there any games you have circled on your calendar? Um, do you do any circling on your calendar? (laughs) No, uh, I am, uh, curious what the, um, I guess the Titans game is one I'm interested in. Um, it happens in November, maybe? Or October? I, I don't know. It, it's, uh, I, think it's, I think it's November. It might be October. Let me check. Yeah. Sometime this fall. Uh, like, relatively <laughs> early. Playing Titans. Oh, um, it's October 18th. So, yeah, not too far away, actually, like a month. Yeah. So, like... Uh, I don't know. For some reason, those games, and maybe I'm just holding on to the uh, the stress of the. And maybe I'm bitter about the Music City Miracle still, but like, mm-hmm. uh, I have a lot of friends who are Titans fans, and uh, you know they made a big deal about Tannehill last year, and they beat us last year, uh, last season, uh, in a game that was super disappointing for me. Just watching as a fan regardless of anybody else who likes the titans i don't know i feel like that's one that like i would really like to see them clean up like win handily mostly for personal reasons with these fans from tennessee yeah and just in general like it's never a t- it's that's one of the teams that like i've always those losses hurt more for some reason. Got it. Yeah. Um, Jason, we, we were talking a little bit before that, um, you know, last year, Allen was, you know, had a near MVP season. The offense was great. Uh, and the, the point that needed to be upgraded was the defense. Do you, were you impressed with how the defense played this past Sunday? And what do you think of how they'll do going forward the rest of the season? Oh, certainly. I, I definitely was impressed with the defense for the first half. I it, it was almost like flashback to the Bills from a few years ago when the offense wasn't anything and the defense was top three. So um, I would rather take nowadays the better offense, obviously. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. to get back to that this week. But, but yeah, I was impressed with the defense. Um, there were definitely some store spots though. And I think some spots that could have been addressed this off season that weren't. And that one that really sticks out is Levi Wallace. Um, I like Levi Wallace. I do. Um, he actually did a, um, like, I think it, w- it was after his rookie. No, not his rookie. After his sophomore season. Um, yeah. After a sophomore season, this is his fourth year after his sophomore season, he had put like a post out on Instagram and he just got in surgery. He's like, Hey, if you like this post, I'll give you a call. And uh, he actually gave me a call. And I spoke with him for like five minutes, 10 minutes, about um, just like the, some of the things is like, what are the, some of the things that you think I can get better at? I'm like, well, thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I, to be honest, I think you're a pretty good all around corner. You're big and, and long and kind of lanky and you can kind of get up and get balls and jump balls. Um, maybe just speed, but you had been, she had just gotten surgery. So I'm like, maybe that'll change. He's like, yeah, to be honest, I, I pretty much agree with your analysis. Um, you know, I think I need to get better at acceleration and speed. And I didn't want to tell him on the phone that I don't think that you can really get better at speed because mm-hmm. I mean, if you're injured, you can, but speed is kind of just speed. You're kind of just faster. You're not, 
or you're just your speed, like you're just average or you're not. So, but I think that this, this, this week, Levi Wallace kind of was exposed, unfortunately. Um, and they did start kind of targeting him. It seemed like at least in the stadium after that, um, he did take a couple bad, couple bad penalties as well. Um, not that they were all penalty. That last one um, that put them in field position to be able to get that Deontay, Deontay Johnson touchdown wasn't a penalty. It was a very soft uh, holding call. I believe it was. Um, but no, I think that we should address the, I'd like to address the the second corner spot opposite Trey White. Um, I think that there was an opportunity to do that this off season. And we just either were really confident in Levi Wallace or just didn't Sean McDermott doesn't tend to put a lot of stock into his second cornerback. If you look at him throughout history, but uh, I think that's a spot that needs to at least have some competition brought in on the off season to work out because I just think they're kind of trying to ride on his rookie year, which was a fantastic rookie year. Don't get me wrong. He had a great rookie year, but other than that, he really hasn't wowed. He's made some, some splash and some nice plays, but I think more negative than not, unfortunately. So I'd like to see that, that spot maybe upgraded and kind of maybe throw Dane Jackson in there and see what he can do. Seeing as every time he's been in, he's seemed to play either lockdown or close to it. So I think maybe secondary needs some work um, at that spot specifically. I think Trey White played fine. Um, you know, I think he played like a top five corner. That's that's basically what he is. That's what he's going to be. That's what we pay him for. Uh, Micah Hyde and uh, Jordan Poyer, phenomenal as usual. Uh, Jordan Poyer had a sack, I believe. But yeah, I think other than that, I'd like to see maybe um, if you can get Tremaine Edmonds in with the jug machine for a little bit. Um, he does seem to drop some interceptions from what I noticed. <laughs> at least that's what I always think. But he makes plays that are you know, freak athlete plays besides that. So I have no problem with that. I was really happy with uh, the way the defense played, even giving up the, uh, you know, maybe in the second half, not playing as well as in the first half, there's adjustments. Mike Tomlin is a great coach. One of the best coaches in my opinion, to ever coach football. So you're, you're going to see, um, you know, changes at the second half, but they, they played phenomenal. Um, I just want to see the offense kind of catch up, I guess, at this point, which I don't think we thought we'd be saying. Yeah. Well, there was a, I know Cole Beasley dropped a lot of passes. I saw him being taunted a bit on on uh, social media for that. Yeah, and 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 in all reality, too, and in fairness, um, I don't think Josh was totally on his game. He did okay. seem to to miss some throws as well. Like even one, Emmanuel Sanders made a fantastic uh, back shoulder catch, but it was a bad throw by Josh. And then there was one I believe that was either I think he had one at both Cole and Emmanuel's feet on like a third and five, trying to do like a little screen pass and. Josh just seemed like he was a little like almost like he he was like in his sophomore or his uh his freshman year, his rookie year, where he just kind of seemed like the moment was a little, he was really not that it was too big for him, but that he was just a little excited and he needed to really simmer down. And I think you'll see that as the year goes on. And I think next year we we'll won't worry about something like that. I think that that's something that you grow with. And Josh, again, we have to remember, I know it's, you know, we're in the third and fourth and fifth years now of his career, and he's got the contract and he's got the money, but He's still a young guy. He's still growing. He's still going to get better. He's done it every year since. And, you know, you mentioned one thing too. You had mentioned if there's any games we circled on the, uh, on the schedule and, and, and one for me, and it's probably a strange one, but it's a Texans game. I think the Texans game is really important and that's coming up right around the, around the corner here. That'll actually be, I believe we get two back to back. Yeah. So we get the Dolphins game. Then we get a Washington game at home. We get a Texans game at home. And I think that game's really important because you have Tyrod coming back. And I wish oh, yeah. no ill will on Tyrod. I like Tyrod. I really do. I was hoping that we get Fitz and then we get, you know, Tyrod the next week, but unfortunately Fitz got hurt. But yeah, I, I think that playing and limiting Tyrod and really just shutting Tyrod down is going to be important, especially say, God forbid, we have like somehow we get a loss to the Dolphins and we go into that game. Say we even beat the Redskins. We go one and two or God forbid, oh, and three somehow. 
We have to stop Tyrod. If nothing else is done in those four games, we have to stop Tyrod because there are some people in Buffalo that after this game this week thought, yeah, well, if you look at Tyrod this week and you look at, I mean, so, so ludicrous to even yeah. think about. But I'd like to just kind of silence those people once and for all if possible. So that is, yeah, especially after like how good Josh Allen has been, that there are doubters. Are, are there a lot Certainly. of doubters amongst Bills fans? Um, no, but we do have one. We have, so we have, uh, I, and I don't have like uh, any issue with the person person. I like his show. He does the uh, nightcap here in, in Buffalo, WGR 550. Um, Joe DiBiase. He, he is, uh, he's not so much that he does not like Josh Allen. It's the, that he compares him to Tyrod and almost thinking that huh, maybe you should have held on to the Tyrod. Tyrod's kind of like Josh and he tries to almost put it like they're the same kind of player and same amount of talent. And it's, it, it, in reality, it's not even close. Like Tyrod is a good game manager and a good bridge quarterback, which is exactly what he's been through his career, mm-hmm. except for that couple of years with us, a bridge quarterback. And he works perfect in that way. You know, all of luck to him, but he is not Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a top five quarterback, yeah. you know? Yeah. That, that's kind of, that's kind of nice. I mean, Ty, yeah, Tyrod, exactly. Like you said, he's, uh, you know, he's a great, like, you know, Houston had to do something or needed somebody when, you know, Deshaun exactly. Watson's not playing. Uh, similar to, like, Teddy Bridgewater with the Broncos. He's uh, someone you could pay very little and then focus on other positions, but uh, he's definitely not a franchise quarterback. So, speaking of that, I guess Josh Allen, he's going to have his salary is going to go way up next year with the extension kicking in. Um, is that going to change the makeup of the team at all? Because like now he's no longer on his rookie deal. Uh, maybe they got to make space elsewhere. Um, I, I don't, and I, I don't know so much because mm-hmm. if you look at like the guy, the key guys that they've, even that, uh, you know, Brandon Bean has done a fantastic job drafting and, uh, not the just the other part of drafting, but drafting and retaining that talent. I mean, you've got Matt Milano locked up. You've got Trey White locked up. You've got your line pretty much all locked up. The line's another story. I, I think they'll do better this week. I just think that Melvin Ingram and TJ Watt are both fantastic players, and Melvin Ingram is just on a prove-it deal. So I think he's going to prove it this year and get a big deal. Um, he's a fantastic player, so he beat Dion a couple of times. It, it happens. Dion's coming back slow. He did have COVID uh, for quite a while, and he shared his battle with that. I was kind of severe, so – but yeah, I think as far as like trying to clear space, um, I don't know who they'd have to clear it for at this point. Like you have Tremaine Edmonds, obviously you're going to want to lock him up. Uh, Poyer's here for a while. Uh, he got an extension done with, well, both Poyer and Hyde. Uh, like we said, Trey White's locked up. That second cornerback spot, if you look at it, like as much as I want them to address it and maybe have signed like someone like a Malcolm Butler, or, you know, obviously Richard Sherman had his scuffle with the law. But before that, I would have wanted like someone like Richard Sherman or maybe even keeping around like Josh Norman or something like that. But that spot has notoriously for Sean McDermott been either replacement level players or newly drafted players. Like they don't spend, he doesn't spend money on that spot or at least not advise the GM to spend money on that spot. So I don't know as far as who we'd have to lock up, like Diggs is locked up for the next couple of years and not to mention he's already reworked his deal a little bit. Um, so maybe as far as reworking the deal, but the cap's going to fly up this year because of the TV deal. Um, and not to mention fans being, you know, butts being back in the seats, obviously. So I, I don't really have a worry is that we're not anywhere like where we're like the chiefs where like, we're right up against the cap because we signed 10 guys, the max deals essentially. So 
maybe if they want to, if they, I don't think they'll be able to go out and sign a big name free agent though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if a Julio Jones comes out there and it's like, Oh, that'd be interesting. You know, don't even think about it. It's not going to happen. Or, you know, maybe like a Darren Waller somehow becomes a free agent or it's not going to happen. Khalil not going to happen. Like you're not going to get players like that. You're going to get plug and play players and they're just going to rely on how they've drafted, which has gotten to this point to be fair. So just going to rely on the draft and we'll see where it goes. But right now I don't think we're in a tight crunch. You mentioned Malcolm Butler. Is wasn't he waived recently? Or yeah, so he he's kind of another guy that has somewhat uh, not, I guess, panned out to. It seems like there's been a lot of guys similar to Malcolm Butler that have not uh, kind of turned out to what we thought they'd be like, especially before age free agency, like veteran guys that you thought like, oh, that's a big name, but it's strictly just a big name. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe he's even on a team now, to be honest with you. So maybe that's yeah, he the retired. I think he may have retired. Oh. Yeah, I can't. Oh, remember. he's considering retirement. He's considering. That's what it is. He's considering retirement. Um, he's on the, the reserve list, uh, retired list right now for the Cardinals. So I think he's mulling it over. Um, he is an older guy, though. Not old for like football. He's thirty-one, but I mean, he has a storied career already. I mean, he was in. Obviously, he was in uh, New England and Tennessee for that year or whatnot, a couple of years or whatnot. But he uh, he had that interception actually against uh, against uh, Seattle in the Super Bowl at the goal line there mm-hmm. when they should have ran Marshawn Lynch. So. <laughs> former Buffalo Bill. Yeah, essentially, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, Andy, you, uh, I saw you shaking your head at the idea of Josh Allen being compared to Tyrod Taylor. Um, do you think Josh Allen is a, like, top five NFL quarterback? Yeah, for sure. Like, I, it, the thing that, like, um, the thing that, like, really impressed me and I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but um, people were talking about like the jump he made from like year to year to year. Uh, and the jump he made into last season uh, was like astronomical, obviously, because he was top two. Uh, he talked about in some kind of inter- some interview uh, how he basically reworked his entire throw, which is like a ton of work to put in and a very difficult thing to maintain. Uh, and especially for somebody who has one of the strongest arms in the league, like no question. Uh, and like putting in that work and doing something that difficult. What's that? No, I think it was just uh, background noise. Uh, putting in that work uh, on something that difficult. Um, like you saw the results of it. And I like, he had just mentioned, you know, Josh looked kind of excited, a little bit antsy. Uh, and I think he kind of like reins it back in, like has that same mentality that they're constantly preaching in the, uh, <clears throat> in the locker room. I think he's going to like stay where he is continuing to be a top five. I, I don't I don't harbor any ill will towards Tyrod, but I don't, I, I would not compare them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, certainly it, I mean, it's great to see him actually playing and not <laughs> injured by his medical staff. Uh, right. but, um, yeah, maybe, maybe it was antsiness. It's just like the, the expectations are higher this year. Bilbo, you've, 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 uh, you probably weren't watching the bills back in the Jim Kelly days, but you've seen all of Josh Allen's growth do you like the trajectory and do you see more from him? 
Yes, he is the greatest hero that we've ever witnessed on Ralph Wilson's iPhone 7. <laughs> and it's been a joy over these centuries watching him work his magic. Truly a wizard like this. The Bills have not known. The Bills have not what? Have not known. Ah, yes, yes. Yes, of course. Especially in your time. I would call this an augmentation for sure. Um, Josh Allen is an augmentation? Yes, of this of this squad. Yes, he certainly is the little Pistons driving the <laughs> shit train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you may have missed it earlier, Jason. Um, Ralph Wilson, after after he died, he transform he he transferred to this other realm where Bilbo's from and started a shire and he's their deity. Mm. <laughs> you know, I always thought it was kind of funny was like we kind of always like like obviously and it's kind of a sticky subject. Like Ralph Wilson obviously grateful for him having the, the football team here, but I think a lot of people forgot like <laughs> There was a couple of times that he like basically threatened to move the team mm-hmm. like and like sell the team. And then like people would be like angry about like, oh, like, you know, the bills don't spend money, this and that. But it, Ralph never spent money like he wasn't a big spender. Like I have no ill will. He's the guy. We, they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful in that sense. And obviously everything he did for the game of football and, you know, he's got a statue obviously out in front for a reason. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of people forgot that, like, because they'll, they'll complain sometimes about. Pagula is obviously with this. It's mostly sabers. They 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 take their sabers Pagula hate and put it on the Bills occasionally when it has nothing to do with the Bills. It's totally two different organizations. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think people forget that. Like, and they bring up like, oh, Ralph would have never done this. Well, Ralph, Ralph wasn't <laughs> always a saint either. He had his own motives, obviously sometimes. But what? rest in peace, obviously. Was <laughs> he was he ever threatening to move to Toronto, or was that the Pagulas? Um, I don't, so there was never even a threat to move to Toronto so much. I think he, he moved them there as part of like a, we want to get more fans across the border type thing, international series. The threat for moving to Toronto was really Bon Jovi trying to step in and when they, when the, when Ralph had passed and by the team and then Trump came in, Trump threw, I guess it was like a half a billion dollars down and then Pagula came in and said, no. And he put a billion bucks. Like, that's the way even Trump, like, if you look at, he told the, some reason he told the story about like how he tried to bid the bills. Cause I remember that. And then Pagula uh-huh. bought him. And basically he bid like Trump's like, Hey, I'll bid half a billion. And then to Perry's like, no, I want this team too. So he just dropped like a billion dollars and Trump's like, Oh, I'm out. So <laughs> that's how Terry got the team back in the day, but a pretty cool story, I guess. I don't know. I didn't even know about And Bon Jovi was trying to get them as well. Yeah, he wanted to move them to Toronto. He was very uh, open about that. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Any Bilbo, any Bon Jovi songs come across that iPhone 7? (laughs) Oh, yes. I remember we started to listen to Living on a Prayer (laughs) on the old Spotify account, and we got halfway there, at least according to the lyrics. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't know how it ends. You you just know when they got halfway there. And then oh, they, we got, oh, we're halfway there. And after that, we've been listening to the song for about 15 years. And we said, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I won't spoil it for you. But they okay. don't get there. No, oh. they don't. <laughs> so, so the Pagula's on the Sabres, too. Um, are, you, are you a Sabres fan? 
Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah. I'm definitely a Sabres fan. Um, they actually bought the Rochester Nighthawks too. So they own that lacrosse team out in Rochester, uh-huh. I believe. And they, they own some form of the bandits. It's like a percentage and they own a little bit of everything, but to be honest, I, I'm, I, they can own as much as they want at Buffalo because they've been like renovating. And the reason if it wasn't for them, I don't think downtown would have like the nice harbor area and some of the more like nicer things down there. It wouldn't look as nice as it does now. It'll probably still just be a big hole, big massive crater in the ground from the odd. And then just like, grass and old naval ships so (laughs) i I have heard it's pretty nice andy have you have you been down there i have Uh, it's it is nice uh in general it's just nice to know that it's there like even just driving by it like you feel like the city is i don't know thriving maybe more than it is in general i do think it's on the upswing but like uh the uh yeah, just like the whole vibe downtown is kind of different. Main Street's still kind of a mess, uh, but I think having something downtown like that, uh, like these harbor centers, um, kind of changes people's perspective and it kind of brings more people in uh, to that area of the city. Main Street's tough because, like Main Street, you have like it's you've got I think Shays is on Main Street, right? Shays Theater, part of it at least, a half of it. Half of it. Yeah, so you have Shays and you have like a nice area down there and then you kind of start to drift and it's like, all right, now it's not such a great area. And then it's like, all right, and it's a decent area. It's like, oh, it's college town. It's like, oh, not such a great area. And then you hit Williamsville and you're like, oh, okay. I don't, I'm not, you know what I mean? So it's it's very, I don't know. It just needs to be cleaned up maybe, I guess. Well, what the thing is for me, what I think the big mistake, like city planners or whoever did it made, uh, there used to be a mall there. I guess it's still there, but it's not like functioning as a mall. Yep. There used to be tons of shops and restaurants on Main Street. Uh, Buffalo does not have a subway system. Uh, they have a bus line uh, that goes like a through. Transit. Most, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there is a like a trolley sort of thing. Uh, and the trolley only goes on Main Street. It's like it just runs the like city part of Main Street. So when they put that in, it took all of the foot traffic off of these blocks where there were stores and restaurants. People just went right by them to get downtown. And I think that effectively killed that part of the city. Mm. That's definitely, go ahead. Oh, it's just, yeah, like it's the opposite of what they were probably hoping to do with this trolley. Yeah. I I don't even know when it was like put in, like to be honest, I don't even have a clue. Like when did they, they, I, when did this they said that this is what they said though and, and to your point um that mall i've been to it because i've worked downtown before um there's about five things in there there's a really really bad pizza spot that you can get uncooked pizza there's a chinese food place that's pretty good um some other fast food joint that changes every three months and then there's like a dollar store like a 99 it's i think it's literally called 99 cent city and then there's like a payless shoes and uh, i think there's an optometrist and then that, that's pretty much it. And they put, they did put in a movie theater though, that I've been actually visiting frequently. Um, it's the AMC down there and it's actually pretty cool because it's got a bar. So like you go to the AMC and then you get a drink and then you go to your movie. But no, they're like, if you, if you're down there during the, like the middle of the weekend, it does not look like a downtown. Like it is a ghost town, walking dead zombie apocalypse. Like there might be a guy asking if you want to buy some Seneca, you know, Seneca reds or greens. Uh, pack of cigarettes, but other than that, there's not many people down there. <laughs> the, is the Seneca right? Is that like local brand cigarettes? That's our that's our local reservation cigarettes, Seneca's. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Bilbo, you ever smoke some Seneca's? 
Ah, <laughs> uh, well, when Ralph arrived, he had a small package of tobacco in his pocket. And he rolled it up in a receipt from the concession stand that he let us smoke it one time. <laughs> but we completely blacked out because it wasn't fit for our hobbit nervous system. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it, I guess, works for humans and, and, and good old Ralph. <laughs> yes, if it works for humans and good old Ralph, who has made an augmentation so that there is constantly a cigarette smoking in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, he's... Powered he's like, by pistons. Then, it, yes, that's fine. Well, you I mean, you mentioned before you need to shovel coal <laughs> into his backside to get him running. I, I'm guessing his cigarette runs on coal as well. Yes, that's right. His cigarette runs on coal. He has a little weather grill in his mouth <laughs> the cigarette lit. Quite a contraption. Quite a contraption indeed. Jason, we uh, Andy was saying that Duff's is his favorite spot for buffalo wings. What's your... No, no? not my favorite, oh. but I think the consensus is Duff's is better than Anchor Bar. Okay, and what's your favorite, uh, Andy? Uh, I don't know if it's still around, uh, but there, prior to me moving to New York City, there's a place called the Wellington Pub. Uh, which was on Hurdle and Wellington in North Buffalo. Uh, and I think that was the best kept secret uh, in the city as far as wings go. Uh, I never had anything but like perfect food. Jason, uh, have you been to Wellington's or do you have a favorite? I haven't been there, but I have a, I mean, it's it's an easy answer for me. Gabriel's Gate down on uh it's got yeah that's for me that's the best it's yeah exactly on allen uh right in the strip there kind of where all the clubs and bars and, and whatnot are uh they're just the best and they, they've won the award at the chick wing festival a couple times so bilbo do you have a favorite a favorite wing yeah um i would say that ralph taught us about this the secret of the buffalo wing. And now we will shoot giant eagles out of the sky and we'll cook up our own wings. We make our own buffalo sauce out of peppers when our village hasn't been sacked recently by the Urukai from <laughs> Pittsburgh or Kansas City Borough. Yeah, it's it's a tough life when your village gets sacked. Um, but, I, but I do wish you the best. Um, uh, anything... Bilbo, that you would like to plug before we end this show? Um, yes, I would like to plug uh, the Armory Comedy, and you can find more out more about shows going on there at thearmorycomedy.com. You could even get it on your iPhone 7. You can. It will take several years for the website to load. Andy, anything to plug? I'll plug the armory as well. Okay. Uh, Jason? Yeah, so uh, if you want to follow, I've got some tweets. I give some sports takes. Uh, generally, not always the most positive sports takes, but they are realistic. Um, not positive only because I do a lot of uh, uh, gambling. Not not in such a bad sense, but just I'm a pretty big gambler as far as uh, handicapping one now with, with baseball and mm. football and occasionally hockey. So if you want to get some uh, – Maybe some free money occasionally or uh, lose money occasionally uh, at J don't fade um, capital J D F. 
JDF, J don't fade. Who who do you got winning the World Series this year? Uh, that is going to go to the Dodgers. They're only going to ascend and get better, and uh, they're going to win this year. Either that, or I could see you now. If you want to pick two teams, you're going to go with either the Dodgers as the probably the favorite. I think they're the favorite right now, like plus three twenty five. Just still good money. You still triple your money. Um, or you could go with the Rays. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little bit more of a underdog in the sense that people, you know, they're a smaller market, but they're not really an underdog because they were there most recently. So. Yeah, I think that one of those two teams, but I'd probably take the Dodgers. Their roster's super stacked. So. Yeah, even though they might get a wild card, I, I think I would take the Dodgers as well. But I'll be rooting for the Rays. Um, I, I just love their organization and uh, the fact that they're bringing, like, it seems like Wander Franco is kind of hitting his stride. And um, he certainly started out slow, for yeah. sure. I know that. And then he kind of, uh, I saw him play here in Buffalo when the Jays played him and went to one of those games. I saw him. He actually was uh two for three two for four that day with a double and a homer so that was fun to watch but i'm an orioles fan so mm. i can only root so much for the rays it's and i guess you could rough root, root for the blue jays while they were in town well right now i'm rooting for losses for us because i want to get a high draft pick so okay but yeah we're, we're down two one right now in the bottom of the ninth game should be over by the time we end here so uh another loss in the book uh Another uh, another loss towards uh, Elijah Green, the top prospect next year. So, ah. <laughs> uh, Bilbo, you got a World Series pick? Um, World Series pick. Um, for me, it's going to be the Yankees defeating the Padres. That's the World Series <laughs> that we're on right now. Yeah, I bet that gives great returns right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, because I don't think the Padres are even going to make it. But yeah, yes, they do. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> Yeah, they've been they've been terrible down the stretch. Andy, do you have a World Series pick? Nope. Nice. I'll, I'll go with nope for a thousand. Uh, I'll take nope. <laughs> nope. Nope's <laughs> always gonna win. And uh, I of course am at Larry the Athlete on all social media, and you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder.